All right. Welcome to episode 75 of the True Patriot Podcast. What's happening? My brother Jake. True Patriot Jake. Yeah. Another day. We made it to Sunday. Super Bowl Sunday. Super Bowl Sunday. I hope you guys enjoyed watching the game. I'm mm-hmm. going to predict that. Let's see. We've we'll, we got to give out our Super Bowl predictions, and we're going to sound really smart or dumb mm-hmm. uh, when people listen to this. What are you thinking? What's going on? Um, I, I'm pulling for the Niners. I want them to win. Um, but I th- I really think it's uh, not a good idea to bet against the Chiefs. They just seem to have that magic that they always win. It's kind of like the Patriots were when they had Tom Brady. You know, it's yeah. it's like it's like you feel dumb if you bet against them and then they <laughs> win. Um, so I gotta believe that they're probably gonna pull this one out. I will say thirty-one uh, twenty-eight Chiefs is my guess. I have this gut feeling that the Chiefs will fall, and the Niners' defense is kind of gonna dominate. Um, I could see it. They're stout. So I'm going to go with the Niners, and we're going to go 21 uh, to 24 Niners. That's not really dominating, but uh, you just can't stop them. But. Yeah, 21-24, huh? <laughs> I think the Niners can kind of contain Mahomes and uh, get enough pressure to make him make enough mistakes to pull it off. They definitely have the athletes, that's for sure. So, yeah, it should be a it's fun just, game. It's just that they can score or not, you know? Yeah. That's the thing with the Niners. Brock Purdy, Purdy's been like, you know, kind of on a downhill trend, and we'll yeah. see what kind of Brock Purdy can show up. I mean, that's really what it comes down to, right? I mean, if he just doesn't turn the ball over, they have so many weapons. Um, so as long as he can avoid the big turnover, he uh, – <laughs> they should be good. Should be said. Easier said than done. Being an NFL yes. quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, so I'm yeah, looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, you guys got any plans? No, nah, we're just gonna hang out at the house and watch it. So. Yeah, that's that three kid life, isn't it? Yep. That's what we're gonna do too. <laughs> <laughs> we got Valentine's Day coming up this week. That's a big deal. No one yeah. forget yeah. that. Don't leave your honey uh, hanging. Got to get at least, so that's Wednesday for all you jambronies. Yep. You got a couple days if you're listening to this, hopefully before Wednesday. You got a couple days to prepare, get out, get something nice for your lady. I mean, at the bare minimum, which is kind of what I'm doing, you got to plan maybe a date, like out to dinner, and maybe a box of chocolates. Flowers. If you want to, if you want to overachieve, flowers. Mm-hmm. Probably standard. Flowers are probably standard. Yeah. What about the chocolates? Is that standard? Uh, I think so. It should be. Unless well, you, unless she doesn't like chocolate, which is almost no women, uh, or <laughs> if you're a cheap ass, which is most men. <laughs> cheap ass yeah. hey some years or you can if it's the, the right year you can you can ball out on valentine's day i mean i mm-hmm. don't i don't do it every year but sometimes i'm like you know ta-da look at <laughs> look at this guy you married but can't do that every time then they'll expect it they'll expect it yeah yeah, yeah you don't want you want to 
stagger your generosity uh, yeah. in big moments. You can't just you can't just be doing it all the time. They'll be spoiled. So really, you've got anniversary, birthday, Christmas, and Valentine's Day. Is there yeah. anything I'm missing? Those are like the four gift yeah, events. Yeah. So yeah. how do you how do you rank those in terms of how nice the gift needs to be? I don't think it matters. I think you just got to ball out on one of those events and let that. Then they have to be surprised on which one you you show okay. up like a night riding a white horse. Like, oh my gosh, this is why I married him. But you can't do it every one. That's just called being spoiled. Yeah. You like makes my sense. kind of term? My that's kind of how I do it. Yeah, makes sense. I mean, I like it. It sounds good when you say it. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I don't know how. how I mean, women, it makes sense. Women don't know what they like. Okay. <laughs> they would say, you know, if Jess was on the podcast, right? They'd say, yeah, I want a decent gift every time. That would be amazing. But mm -hmm. they actually don't like that. You got to lull them to sleep with the boring standards. Mm -hmm. And every and once then, in a while. And then pow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Makes sense. It's a true patriot way. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you you got any big plans? Uh, no, we're not really big on Valentine's Day to be honest. Um, you know, I usually get her something kind of like you said, uh, flowers, chocolates. Um, that's really about all we do. Um, not really a big holiday in our household. Um, we were actually just talking about it this morning. Um, it's just something that we don't really do as a couple. And I don't know. We just kind of show each other love every day. So we don't really wow. need a, a special day to do it. Right. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how is your week, man? Not too bad. Um, I bought a TV yesterday. That's a big uh, deal for the basement. Yeah. Mm. So of course we, uh, talked last week. You know, the basement's done now. It's completely uh, refinished. Now we got um, we gotta get some furniture down here. We gotta I put a t TV up. So yeah, yeah. Now kids, the boys uh, can't I sent them down here to, you know, just kind of get out of our hair for a little bit and um, they spent the rest of the night down there. Uh, they came up when it was bedtime and they wouldn't stop talking about how awesome the new basement is and how right. it used to be so scary and they didn't want to go down there, but now it's like so cool that they want to stay down there all the time. So oh, mission yeah. accomplished. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I mean, me and my brother were definitely basement kids. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When they got the pool table down there. I mean, yeah. Yeah. They're going to live down there, man. Yeah, for sure. Uh, when I was a kid, Luckily, I mean, you probably remember my mom's house. We had a big fireplace down there. Mm -hmm. Favorite thing to do is go down there. We'd get a big fire roaring. Didn't matter when. I mean, I guess this is probably a winter thing. But get that, we'd get that N64 fired up, mm -hmm. which, which was fun. We've got one. Played a lot of like NASCAR 98. <laughs> yeah. Super Smash Brothers. Some Super Smash Brothers. I was a big yeah. fan of the Brett Favre's quarterback club. Yeah. <laughs> which was an awful game. <laughs> I like NFL Blitz. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I had that one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I had that. 
had the motorcycle game. I don't know what it was. It's like intergalactic motorcycles, but the ready to rumble boxing was a good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And just get roaring up by the fire, man. Yep. But uh, nice and cozy. Yeah. Anything else? Big did what? What brand of TV did you go with? Uh, I just got a cheap one. Um, ONN. Uh, it's a Walmart sale, so <laughs> yeah. we don't need anything too fancy yet. So I don't know. Never heard of that. Probably, yeah, probably going to last about one year. Well, they have a two-year warranty, so it's got to last at least two. That's good. Is it pretty yeah. big or sixty-five? That's pretty so, big. Pretty big. At least you got two-year warranty. Yeah, that's good, dude. We've had our, we have a what the heck do we have? I think it's a Vizio. Um, we've had it like eight years. Yeah, Jess has been on me about wanting a new TV, and I'm like, no, no, this that one still sm- works. <laughs> this is a smart TV. Uh huh. We got everything we want. It's pretty big. It's just not letting me down. Like I feel like the moment I buy a new one. It's like going to be a piece of crap and break like in two mm. years. Like we got this warrior in the house that is yeah. my TV. You can't, that, that's like, you can't just put it out to pasture like that, you know? No. You got to get, you got to move it to the studio. True. And then uh, get a new one for inside. I've thought about that, but like it's my office. It's the podcast studio. Mm-hmm. When I come in here. I just don't see the need for a TV. I come in here yeah. to focus. To work, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't... I've, I've kicked the idea around. Don't get mm-hmm. me wrong. But I don't know. It's kind of quiet in here. Mm-hmm. Quiet's good. nice. Yeah. It's hard focus. to quiet that. Focus. No, Don't bet on sports. <laughs> no TV. I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like it in here. Yeah. So... Jess is um do you guys have a TV in your room? Yes. yes Are you a big do. fan of that? Uh it's nice. I like having it. Um you know, if we we watch, you know, shows like Survivor, right? It's an hour long once a week and we will watch it when we're laying in bed so we can just go to bed right after. It's nice to kind of get away from the kids, let them kind of <laughs> watch what they want in the living room and we can go watch what we want in the bedroom, that sort of thing. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean it, it has its uses for sure for sure. See, I'm like big anti TV and bedroom guy too. Okay. I don't know. I just must have took too many psychology classes in college. I'm like, you know, I don't know. It's like yeah, the bedroom is for sleep yeah. for me. And so you're, living you're room like, is where you're we like watch TV. Liver King. This yeah. is my this is my uh zone of no technology. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna sleep in this chamber. I wouldn't say I'm liver king, but it's like, I I don't know. I do pay attention to, it's like, I don't know. You'd have to listen to like Huberman Lab. Uh, he'd be able to explain a lot better. Like, uh, I don't know. It's It just triggers. It's just like mental triggers. Like I walk upstairs, it's time to go to bed and my brain lets me go to bed. Like if I have a TV in the room, I just want to watch it all night. I just mm-hmm. like watch it till 1130 midnight when I shouldn't be awake. Right. I'd rather just do it on the couch when I know I shouldn't be awake. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Uh, that's that's been kind of a, a marital gripe because just like she's a TV, TV in the room. We actually have the thing is we actually have a TV in the room, but we never watch it. 
Yeah. Um, and she like wants me to come up there and watch with her. I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> so, so she stays down with me. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Just the old, uh, just I'm just a butthole. Just I don't one know. more, one more reason. Another annoying thing Craig does. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, I don't really have much noteworthy to talk about from my week. Uh, yeah, couple work things, but I don't think I want to get into them. <laughs> it's just uh. Let's just say it was kind of a rough week, yeah. uh, but we'll leave it at that. I, I know the feeling. Um, we'll uh, get on to the real talk, man, which this is another subject that might, I didn't really know. You texted me this last night. Um, I mean, it's a good topic. Yeah. We're talking about uh, resolving conflict, mm-hmm. which, I mean, <laughs> that's something Conflict is kind of hard to avoid, right? You're going to deal with that sure. at home, at work, kind of just everywhere. So that's kind of where this conversation is going to go about resolving conflict. Yeah. So I actually had, uh, I've had a couple instances, uh, <laughs> you know, conflicts arise in the past couple of weeks where I've had to like, you know, give people advice on how to resolve their, their conflicts and stuff like that. Right. Um, so the first yeah. one was, was with my son, uh, Gary. Um, he's been having some issues with some kids at school. Um, you know, kind of a little bit of bullying going on, you know, uh, yeah. more just more just like, uh, stuff on the playground, kids playing games and everybody wants to win and, you know, things happen. Um, uh, kids are kids, right? Um, yeah. so, you know, he has a couple kids that, that uh are constantly they're constantly butting heads and he comes home you know a couple times a week and he's pretty visibly upset um about his day at school uh, about how his day at school went just because of the last hour right (laughs) Uh, yeah so i kind of had to you know help him through that how to how to deal with those emotions and and step back and look at the big picture instead of dealing with it um, kind of emotionally and, and getting upset about it. Um, and then I've, I've had some things at work going on too, where, you know, different coworkers don't see eye to eye and, um, you know, it just kind of have to, we have to get to the same, be on the same page, right. Get to the same level. Um, mm-hmm. so it, I, I thought that this was kind of a really good real talk, um, you know, to, to dive into, cause there's so many, everybody faces conflict every single day. Right. Um, and a lot of people shy away from it. A lot of people, uh, let it ruin their day. A lot of people just don't know how to deal with these things. These, uh, these issues, these emotions, right. I think, uh, what a, a big point in that little story you were saying there is, uh, about resolving conflict is like to learn how to stymie your emotions, which is very hard and it, it takes a very long time to learn how to not emotionally react when mm. a conflict arises. Everybody's been there, you know. You get into a conflict, and what do you want to do? Emotionally react. And I mean, I don't know. This might just be my personal personality type. Uh, there's all different kinds of personality types, and you kind of got to over. If you want to have any kind of success and 
your occupation or just life in general like you can't just you got to learn how to stymie your emotional response listen to what they're saying uh and see the big picture and i'm not saying that is easy but yeah like what you told your son you kind of have to see the big picture on things uh and th but there's lots of other <laughs> i guess like i remember a story when i was a kid uh my brother was getting bullied at school but it was uh, i don't know what's going on with your son but it was like physical bullying like rock throwing uh stuff like that mm -hmm. <laughs> i haven't got to that part yet <laughs> it's not physical not yet see that's kind of different i mean there's all different kinds of conflict too right right um I guess we, I just tell this quick story. I remember when um, <laughs> Clayton was getting bullied, which is funny and no one really, when you know Clayton now as an adult, it's kind of hard to believe that he was getting bullied <laughs> at school because he's a big, strong guy. And he always, he was a big kid, but uh, he's like a big teddy bear mm -hmm. back then. Uh, now, <laughs> I don't know. The world's kind of hard oh, on Clayton. He's still a big teddy bear. <laughs> uh at heart at heart but yeah. i think he i think the world has taught him this and my dad taught him the next time that kid does us to at recess i remember it clear as day on boggs road um dad taught clayton how to punch and the funny <laughs> thing is dad had just gotten in a bad four-wheeler accident um which is the tangent but he just uh he was just in the hospital for like a week he mm -hmm. wrecked his four-wheeler in the middle of the night, a uh, gas line blew on the back of my, my grandfather's farm. It's like an emergency mm -hmm. uh, emergency thing, and he went flying. This is just dumb, but he went flying back through there after a big rain mm -hmm. and wrecked his four-wheeler, went airborne, mm. broke his wrist, and hit. he hit the ground. He went over the handlebars, hit the ground, and like ripped his nose. Mm. His nose was hanging off of his face he ripped nostril ripped off you've seen his his mm -hmm. nose his scar nostrils ripped off and, and then his nose skin was just like hanging like by his kind of other nostril wow. hanging down he had to flip the four-wheeler back over get it started he's in the back of the farm like no one would have found me if, if he had if an ambulance was called it couldn't get there anyway yeah. uh he, he somehow he remained conscious i think he fractured a part of a skull too uh, yeah. in that same accident and uh dr drove the four-wheeler back to the shop and then drove himself to the uh er with his nose hanging from his face wow. <laughs> and i remember the four-wheeler was white it was a white uh polaris scrambler 500 and that thing was just <laughs> it was the color red and that, after that you know yeah um this is a big tangent but i remember dad <laughs> telling me this that he walked into the er and the the nurse he overheard her she was saying it in the corner this is see this is such a shame he was such a nice looking man because <laughs> he walked in like looking like frankenstein and dad yeah. heard him. dad heard her he said it looks that bad huh <laughs> said, oh my gosh mark i'm so sorry i didn't know you could hear me but uh so he was about a week from getting his nose sewn back onto his face when he taught clayton how to punch Mm -hmm. And um, first uh, practice punch, he wanted to. I remember Clayton was standing there. Dad was teaching him how to punch. He was showing how to punch him right in the chest. Mm -hmm. uh, what does Clayton do? 
his target's a little <laughs> off. He punches him right in the nose. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, um, so that that's kind of the I don't know why this that story sticks out. But then, anyways, Clayton went to school, and the bully threw a rock or was kicking him, bullying him like he did every day, and Clayton mm-hmm. punched him in the face. And the boy went crying and never came back. Clayton got in trouble, but I don't know. I think ever since that day, we've had some Clayton stories and bully stories since. Like, I think, I think uh, the right response to violence is more violence when you get. I mean, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> when you get into a conflict like that, like it's almost like if you're gonna do it, it needs to. You might as well have extreme aggression. If you're going to have, I'm talking, this is not like, I'm not talking about, we're going to get, move this conversation along into normal things. But when it comes to violence, violent conflict, the only, you you can't be half-hearted violence loses, right? When it's time to go violent, you got to get violent. I I feel like that's why I I had success at football. (laughs) Yeah. But you can't, but you also can't just go jump straight into violence, right? Um, No. No, yeah. No. So you have to know you have to know when and you have to exhaust all options. But then no. you're right. Once once violence becomes violence, then it's it's time yeah. to turn it on. Yeah. But I've spent most of my adult and college life after my football days are over and there was a couple in there's only a couple instances where I was dumb and resorted to violence way too quickly. But it's best to totally avoid physical violence that's like the last thing you want to do right 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 uh, that burns all bridges uh you know yeah, it's hard to come back from for sure <laughs> yeah it is um and then it's just the legal uh mm-hmm. and potential deadly ramifications of what's next it's just it's best to avoid like if you, you know when you're out and in a bar scene or you know mm-hmm. anywhere just diffuse and avoid all physical violence if you can i mean really what else that's that's what you should do yeah i actually have i actually have a quote here that um kind of goes along those same lines it's from ronald reagan uh former u.s president um it peace is not the absence of conflict rather it is the ability to handle conflict by peaceful means right so if you can find a way to reach common ground um in a in a peaceful manner um yeah yeah, you know, that's that's going to lead to lasting peace, right, and better understanding. So, um, yeah, I mean, in the world we live in today, I I know there. My dad's told me stories of physical confrontations at at job sites, and then stuff works out. They have a scrap, but then everybody moves on. Well, we don't we don't live in that world today, unfortunately. No, if if you want to continue to do any type of business, you know, your reputation's everywhere. Uh, it's online. Uh, people t- uh, people are more connected now than ever. You just kind of can't get away with those things anymore. Right. I, mean, I wish you could, but this podcast we're <laughs> we're recording in twenty twenty four. Man, you just you just can't do it. Uh, yeah. Even harder to come back from. I, I mean, it probably wasn't very acceptable back in the day, but even more so now. Uh, I'm not saying. <laughs> Anyways, we can move on from the physical violence part. Like you should avoid that, but. Um, I don't know what kind of uh, advice would you give um, someone with a work conflict, I guess. Yeah. So I, I've got some, uh, some things that I use, um, you know, first 
take a deep breath, calm your emotions. Uh, anytime that you react out of emotion, um, it's only going to lead to bad things, right? It's going to cloud your judgment. Um, it's going to increase your likelihood of mistakes, doing things that you, uh, you know, you're going to say things that you wish you could have back, right? Um, mm -hmm. So it's always good to take a more logical approach to it. Um, the quote there is, don't make permanent decisions on temporary feelings. Exactly. That, that's exactly right. Next step, try to see their side of things, right? Even if you're thinking of this as like a battle, like a mental battle, if you can see where they're trying to get, it's going to help you predict how they're going to get there. And it's going to, I mean, it's going to help you uh, frame your argument, right? You know, it's kind of like a game of chess, right? I can see where he's trying to go. How do I, how do I keep him from going there sort of thing, right? Yeah. Um, but at the same time, while you're looking at it through their eyes, you may find that you have more in common than what you originally, maybe you have the same goal. Maybe you guys can work together and it can be mutual, mutually benefit, right? Right. Um, I'm imagining help like each other out. I'm imagining a work conflict being they have the same goal, but one guy's saying, you know, we should do it this way. The other guy's saying we should do it this way. Yeah. Um, to try to meet the same goal. And that I, maybe they're, I don't know, they're letting their emotions get the best of them. Right. And they're not, not thinking long game, but real leaders, you know, you can kind of get people to do what you want to do, you know, without, without thinking, right. uh, without them thinking you're doing it. Maybe. I mean, that's kind of, well, I, I think if you leading from the back, I guess. Yeah. I think if you're, if you're in that situation and you can find a way to each reach your goal, right. Reach the same goal, then that goes a long way to the next time that a conflict comes up, you know, it, it builds trust, right. And what, and building trust makes a better team. So right. it, it, it makes a better long-term relationship and avoids future conflicts that you could have had if you just address them now in a, uh, you know, in a peaceful manner. Right. Yeah. At the end of the day, you don't want to be seen as someone who's constantly in conflict or you don't want to be seen as a person who is seeking conflict. Yeah. You want, sometimes if you're going to think long game, you got to keep your emotions out of it and, you know, on menial menial tasks and menial things that don't really matter that don't really affect the big picture if you maybe just swallow your own pride and let the boss win nine times out of ten uh just go along with you know even if it's a slightly worse idea uh just do it just be at some time i mean you don't say be a yes man but on some things maybe you just should and keep thinking long game and then when something comes up that's really important to you. You know, you said, you said, you said, yes, sir. Nine times out of 10, but then when you actually have a conflict that matters to you, that's going to, you know, that you're strongly against, that's, you know, yeah. really maybe dangerous or I don't know, just a glaring problem. And you know, you're right. If you bring, mm -hmm. if you're just going to bring, if you're going to bring it up one times out out of 10 instead of 10 times out of 10 if you, if you mix your important thing in with the other 10 it, it becomes meaningless the the yeah. boss is thinking oh here we go again with this guy right and you kind of got to avoid that and if yeah. if you pick your, kinda, pick your battles yeah. and if you 
if you act in that way, you know, you gain respect. You'll gain mm -hmm. rapport with your boss. If you're if you're gonna say yes eight or nine times out of ten, you know, that's fine. That's good. You're you're building a relationship with mutual respect. And then, you know, when you say yes eight times out of ten, when you do say something, it, it's actually meaningful. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's not being a yes man. Uh it's being a team guy, right? A team player. Um, so you're, you're looking out for the best interests of, of the team. And if you're always going along, if you're, if you're always saying yes, um, because it's for the benefit of the team, you're, it's going to get us there one way or another, then it, it gives your argument more validity, more credibility when you do have a problem, right? Yeah. Then, I mean, when you're thinking long game, you just do that over time, eventually, you know, you can shift the the sales in in the in the way you want them, and as time goes on, it's just like slowly but surely. And you're, I'm not saying when the conflict arises, you don't. I don't know. In some certain situations, you don't totally, you know, show your hand and show that that's what you want to do. But just try to guide people in the right way. Uh, you know, just small little not. You don't want to have snidey remarks, but as you're doing something, maybe just like point it out, like oh, we get like minor tweaks to mm -hmm. a plan that they're doing, and eventually over time, you're just going to shift the sales, and you're going to look back and you're going to take a look at things one day and be like, wow, everything's going exactly how I wanted it to. Like, yeah, it, it, it's kind of it builds trust, right? Well, drastic change all at once isn't really a good thing anyway. Right. Uh, it, sometimes it's just too much. If you have this grand idea of how you want things to look and where the team is right now. Like isn't exactly there. It's like small tweaks, more executable. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, everybody's used to their routine. Everybody does things the way they do. Mm -hmm. You're not gonna change <laughs> an old. You're not gonna teach an old mm -hmm. dog new tricks quickly. Right. But over time, yeah, you might take a look back and see the things you, the tweaks you made. It's gonna be a totally different operation, and they don't even know it. You've won and they don't even know it when you, you're dealing with somebody who's aggressively like a type A personality that's aggressive, wants things their way. Uh, if you can just let your emotions and pride shit, sit to the side, not shit to the side, sit to the <laughs> side a little bit. Uh, I don't know. You can make a big change in a uh, without destroying relationships, without shitting in your own bed. And you, know, it, it, you can avoid a huge conflict, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, the last point that I had was when you're in an, uh, one of these arguments or discussing, um, you know, the conflict with the person that you're having the conflict with, uh, a couple things to never do. Don't <laughs> do not speculate. Do not use absolutes and do not use hearsay. Um, so when yeah. when you speculate, um, you're trying to talk about something that hasn't happened yet, right? Um, so you want to use concrete examples. Say this is what you did, and this was the outcome of what you did. That's why, you know, that's why I don't like what you did because <laughs> <laughs> this is what happened. Um, you know, right. be be direct, be assertive about it, right? When you use absolutes, always, never. Um, you know, you, Craig is always late. Craig's yeah, that's not. That's Craig's not crap. always late, right? He's just late most of the time. 
So <laughs> it's a, <laughs> so when I say stuff like Craig is always late, um, in, in Craig's mind, that's already dis, uh, discredited everything else that I have to say, because, well, I'm not always late. And he's already thinking about times that he wasn't late just to prove me wrong. Right. Um, so so you want to avoid the use, you know, if I say Craig's late a lot, um, you know, he was, he was late today. We said we were going to start at 1130 and Craig shows up at 1135. It was 1132. (laughs) It was 1132. (laughs) Check your uh, email. (laughs) uh, So yeah, it's, you know, be, be exact, be concrete, be, you know, show the yeah. evidence and the impact of it. Right. That's a good point. Yeah. And then the good. last one is uh, hearsay. When I say, um, Craig, I noticed you were late. Um, it's not me saying, Hey, Jess said you were late and Jess said you're always late. Right. Uh, because yeah. now how do I know that Jess isn't lying to me? And again, now it becomes a, he said, she said, and in you're your also- mind, you're, th- you're thinking, why would Jess say that to Jake? You know, and you're also tearing down your own team. Exactly. When you come to somebody with a problem from your team and said, "Well, you know, yeah," you you don't want to use hearsay. You don't want to. You want to hear it direct, and no one wants. Mm-hmm. You don't want to throw other people's name into stuff when it's not even. It doesn't even matter. Right. You're tear, don't, you don't want to tear apart your own team. And you know, if there's if there's an ongoing issue, and somebody brings it to you as the leader of the team and says. Um, hey, you know, Jess comes to me and says, "Hey, Craig's always late. You got to do something about this. Um, it's driving the, you know, driving the team crazy. Everybody's mad at him. You got to do something about this." But I don't see it myself. If it's happening that often, I start watching for it, and then when it happens, I can address it. Right? Hey, I noticed you were five minutes late today. Like, what's going on? How can we help you not be late next time? Right? <laughs> you can set my alarm. Ten, 10 minutes earlier <laughs> just turn your clock back <laughs> and get get the hell up uh which i don't really think it's a big deal when i'm late to the podcast maybe two minutes or five minutes no yeah uh, this is a podcast this is for entertainment purposes right but that was just an example i had to give you a concrete <laughs> example all right i mean these things apply to every you know these these um, principles and tactics apply to every relationship that you have in your life, whether it's with your kids or with your wife or with your coworker, your, your parents, and your siblings, um, you know, treating people with respect, um, you know, holding them to a standard when they do, you have a standard that you want them a way that you want them to act. And when they fail to meet up or live up to that standard, correct them on it, bring yeah. them back up to your standard. Right. <clears throat> There's the quote, the way you do anything is the way you do everything. Mm-hmm. It's kind of true. Yeah. You kind of got to, you got to keep, you know, you got to keep your car clean. You got to keep your office clean. You got to, you got to keep everything. If, if, if The way you do, just, the way you do everything, anything is the way you do everything. You're like, you know, your life's just going to be a mess. Yeah. Like I, I'm looking around. My office is a little dirty. <laughs> I was like. Shots fired at me. My office is dirty too. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, so like my when, car. <laughs> well, when you start fixing those things, um, yeah, it's easy to fall off the path. It's easy, but when you start addressing those things, it's like, it's then like then you you know, uh, 
I think about like my toolbox, my garage. When you go to look for something, if it's not where it's supposed to be, it takes twice as long. You spend 30 minutes looking for the tool instead of 10 seconds. It's like when when stuff is in order and er everything's where it's supposed to be, you, it's crazy how much time you stop wasting. Yeah. Uh, so the way you do everything is the way you do anything. And you, you'll find yourself getting hours back that you didn't know were gone when yeah. you start being organized it costs you a couple of minutes to put it back in the right place but a couple hours or gains you a couple hours next time you need to use it right it's like why are professional mechanics i mean they don't throw their tools every all over the place <laughs> right then why am i doing it in my garage and i'm wondering <laughs> why it's taking me so long to do a simple repair it's because i don't mm -hmm. know where my tools are yeah uh Mechanics don't do that because they take pride in their organization of their tools. They they reach, they, you know, they open the drawer and they their hand goes right to where it's supposed to be. Just like mm -hmm. I mean, there's I don't I don't know how I got on this uh, tangent, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it's important, right? Um, so I don't know the another thing on the conflict. I had something from the Bible. Uh, we always like to draw from it. Mm -hmm. Um. I don't even, well, I have the verse, but I don't have what part of the Bible it is. I would butcher the pronunciation anyway, but it says, bear with each other, forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. To bear with means to give lots of grace, not easily be offended, and forgive whatever grievances you have, regardless of how offended you are or how right you are. I mean... There it is. That's in the Bible, man. I mean, that's what a short way of saying, uh, you know, what we were talking like 10 minutes about. You got to bear with people's faults. Just that, And the Lord forgives us for all of our faults. You got to forgive others as well. Uh, it'll get you a long way. Yeah. I mean, you got, you got to be, you got to put yourself in their shoes, right? And uh, then... After you do that, then you can start to break it down and get on their level about things, right? Uh, yeah. So, I mean, you do every once in a while come up, you come across people that are seeking conflict and they're just a mess. And, but those people, they uh, kind of take, they can take care of themselves eventually. Like mm -hmm. they'll be gone, they'll move on. You know that that's how they. That's the only way they finally end up fixing their conflicts. They leave. Uh, mm -hmm. The people that are willing to work through those are the ones that stay. Yeah, and it's worth uh, bearing yeah, with it's, small it's conflicts. Shape up or ship out, right? You're either going to get better, and you're gonna you're gonna meet that standard that people around you expect, or you're going to leave and go live a worse life somewhere else where people will accept the way that you are now, right? All right, now let's talk about the marital conflicts okay that's different that's a different animal uh, maybe it's not it is but it's not right um yeah you just can't. now i need to get jess should we call jess <laughs> hey if you want to um you know I, I think i think the same things apply right when you expect something out of your spouse and they fail to meet it maybe maybe you Forgive it and say, it hey, I, I know that you had just a bad day. So as long as this doesn't become a pattern, 
okay, maybe you're maybe you're easier to forgive your spouse, right? But at the but same, you hold, you hold them to a higher standard is the thing, right? So maybe that, I don't know. Maybe that's why it's easier to forgive because it's it's also easier to miss that higher standard, right? Right. But the standards are high. But then when it becomes <laughs> time to correct those uh, behaviors, those actions, right, um, and get them back to that standard, it's the same process. Just take a deep breath. You know, think through it logically, see it from their side and discuss it. Right. Right. It's the same thing. It's just the standard is different because this is a person that you are spending the rest of your life with rather than Mm -hmm. the next eight hours. Right. And uh, yeah, I mean, there's the emotions are higher when it's in the, uh, of course. Yeah. When the, um, I don't know the relation, the home relationship aspect. Um, I don't know the stakes. Everything's higher. Like everything's everything's amped. higher. <laughs> yeah, everything's oh, yeah. amped. And you got crying babies, screaming yep. kids, all this. Um, it's kind of hard sometimes to resolve conflict, even in in front of your children. Yeah, but the but the reward is much much higher, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know the building that better understanding with your spouse where the stakes are much higher and you're still able to meet that need, um, that standard, that is, you're going to get much more benefit. You're going to get so much more reward and joy out of that than you would with say your coworker or your parents or someone like that. Right. right? Some people say like, we don't argue in front of our kids. Mm -hmm. We just don't. Um, And I think that's a good practice. I think it's a good practice, but is that, is that teaching your kid? Is that reality? Well, um, I, th- I think there's a difference between arguing and discussing, right? So right. like if, if I do something wrong, my wife can correct me or she can, she can ask me about it and we can talk about that in front of the kids. Right. If it, and if it's going to become a more heated discussion, we can do that behind closed doors, right? Yeah, you don't. It's good to let your kids see you work through conflict. Absolutely. As long as no one's getting over emotional. Right. And sometimes that's just not the case. Yeah. Sometimes one, one or both people is getting, you know, overly emotional. Very emotional. And, <laughs> and the other thing you have to watch out for in that case is that you don't undermine their authority. Right. So if, yeah. if my wife and I are discussing something and I say something that discredits her in this discussion, right. now my sons are looking at her like, she doesn't have as much she's, authority as dad. I don't have to not, listen right. to mom, right? And, right? and that's the that's the situation that you have to avoid in front of your kids. Yeah, uh, yeah. You don't want to disparage anything they're doing. You need to parent as a team. Uh, yeah. you, you need to be on each other's team. And Always. if you're not doing it, I mean, you got to think about it. Like you got to make some tweaks. That's fine. Mm-hmm. To have failed at that, I mean, I've done it. We've We've done it, but we're always trying to get better at it. Uh, you don't want to get, I mean, sometimes it's even best to just, like we said, just let it go. Let yeah. one parent have the win to avoid the emotional argument. If you see it's going that way, just stop. Just, just let them have it. Let them yeah. have that. Let them have that win. Let them or win just say, time. say pause. We'll talk about it later. Right. Yeah, it might be hard, <laughs> but yeah, um, you got yeah. to let them, you got to let maybe eight out of 10 go sometimes. I don't know. Just like yeah. we're talking about at work, you kind of got to, 
just like you said, you got to take those practices back home. Yep. Um, The other thing about marital disputes is, uh, (laughs) you know, don't take, not just in front of your kids, but don't do it in front of your peers either. Right. Um, You know, if, if I have a problem, you know, my wife and I don't see eye to eye on something and I go to you and I say, you know, she's so dumb. Look what she's doing. Uh, I can't believe she would do this. You know, I'm venting to you or I'm trying to get advice from you. Eventually I'm going to work this out with my wife and we're going to reach an understanding and I'm going to forgive her for what she's done. Right. But you're not going to forgive her as easily as I did. And you're, you're still going to know what happened. And you know, your, your relationship with my wife is not as close as my relationship with my wife. So now I've damaged your relationship with my wife. So yeah. when we're in, when we're in a social setting, there's some sort of awkward friction there, right? Yeah, yeah. You don't want to. I think that's that's a mistake that a lot of couples make. I think a lot of mistakes people make is they go complain about their spouse to you know their back to their family. They mm-hmm. they revert back to their family. Family, just like you one, yeah. said, you know, you'll talk about with your mom your dad and like you said they're not as quickly as to forgive and <laughs> yeah. you don't want to damage your wife's relationship with your family by your mouth exactly um you know <laughs> unless you're i mean that is just uh be a sign of heading heading your way apart i mean yep. that's that's gonna drive you guys apart uh you gotta keep the whole family unit together as best you can I mean, really, like you said, it takes a village. Uh, I mean, that's how that's how I we best operate. Yeah. Um, that's how Jess. I mean, I was lucky to join a really good family. You know, Jess's family's great. Uh, you know, I they they are always supporting everything. You know, her and I do, and it you know it's awesome. And mine is too. But it's easy to fall down the uh, the wrong path. Like, yeah, it's easy to bent to your friends or your brother or you just don't want to do that. It's just yeah. not, it's not good. You're just not going to win. Yeah. I also wanted to bring this up. It might not be the best advice, but sometimes argument gets especially bad. You just got, like you said, you just got to walk away. You might need to literally take a walk. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, like, that's, the, that's the physically same. remove yourself that's the same um, as taking a deep breath, right? It gives you both a chance to decompress, set the, you know, take the emotion down and look at things more objectively, right? Yeah. Like whether the other person wants you to do that or not, just, just do it. Do it. Just, yeah. just get out. One of you has to get out of there. Sure. And if you're the one that decides it, so be it. Uh, it, it benefits both yeah. sides, right? Yeah. I agree. Well, you got anything else? I don't. You, I think you, uh, I, yeah. that's, that's a, it's a good topic. Um, <laughs> you know, something that you can use in every aspect of your life. There's no way that you don't have any conflict in your life. There's just, think, there's just no way everyone does. The big thing I'm taking away here is like, we, I have all these ways I do it at work mm-hmm. that work. Why don't I bring those home? Exactly. And the, the, you kind of just made me think about that a little more, man. Like, why why am I giving people at work 
such <laughs> such a leash and i'm yeah. so, you know i'm letting them win eight times out of ten how comes i'm not you know how come i'm not doing that at home maybe it yeah. help help things so sure uh, it's kind of i'm just wanted to point that out i'm kind of like i said these conversations are for you guys for us it's not always easy it's not <laughs> it's always not. to see the best way i mean when you're if you don't just like got to take take a step back sometimes and take a look at how you can apply things that work in one area to another part of your life. Mm -hmm. Well, you got a Patriot this week. I do. My Patriot of the week is Christian Bale, the actor. Batman. Uh, played, played Batman. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, he broke ground on a housing project uh, about 60 miles north of Los Angeles this week. Um, this is an idea that he's had. Uh, about 16 years he's been working on this project uh, where he has to uh, his goal is to keep siblings in foster care together right so he said um, you know a while back he saw uh, you know some foster kids that were getting adopted by different families uh, and yeah. they were splitting up brothers and sisters that's awful um, that's awful um, so he thought so too um, and he made this plan uh, he's gonna build, 12 homes um, with a community center in the middle uh, of this, this uh, development. Um, right. It's supposed to open in April, 2025. And it's aimed at keeping, uh, keeping siblings together uh, when they have to go into foster care. He said, I thought this was kind of funny. He, uh, he said when he started out with this, he wanted to bring it, bring kids together uh, and sing songs just like it was sound of music. Um, but then once he started down that path and started working towards it, he realized how complex the idea was. And there's a lot of, uh, legal issues and things like that, that he had to take care of, but he never gave up. He, he uh, kept pushing and he broke ground this week and the project's, uh, supposed to, uh, be complete in April of 2025. So, um, looks like he's going to be doing some good in the world. That's great. His, um, was Batman an orphan? Yes, Batman was an orphan. That's what I thought. He's really taking on his character. Yeah. And I actually just looked up, <laughs> as I was wondering, I was like, is Christian Bale an orphan? The answer is no. Christian Bale was born in Wales mm -hmm. uh, to, to parents of English descent. His father was an entrepreneur and commercial pilot um, and the talent manager of his mother, Jenny James, who was a circus clown performer. Nice. That kind of interesting <laughs> note there. He is the youngest of four children. His mom was a, a traveling circus clown performer managed by her father. So must have been good. It must have been good. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I did not know that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't either till just now. <laughs> My Patriot of the Week comes out of Washington State. Brandon uh, Brandon Height, or Hot, probably butchered that, is a um, Washington State DO2. <laughs> Stop. DOT. How would you say it? H A I G H T. Brandon Height. Yeah. Height. H A I G H T. H A I G H T. Maybe. Height. Height. Brandon Height. Uh, Patriot of the Week. So he's a DOT for Washington State, and he was driving through Blewett Pass on uh, US 97 
uh, and he noticed a this is a remote area, no cell service. He noticed a you know glowing ember. Uh, you know he's on this route all the time, and he drives up to it, and this house is on fire um, in the middle of the night, and the family inside. You know, had no idea. He's beating on the windows. The doors, fire, fire. Gets them all out. Um, house ends up burning down. Complete loss. Dude, kind of saved the sleeping family's life, you know. He, he knows what would have happened if, mm. you know. Who knows if the all the family could have got out without for Brandon's actions. So, it's pretty awesome that he that awesome. saw something. You know, it's easy to see a fire... Um, off in the distance and mm-hmm. not investigate. Yeah. So just a fire. <laughs> yeah, good on him. And he actually, you know, got the fire department to help out. No cell service. Like I said, he he could radio for mm-hmm. help. Um, yeah. So that's my Patreon of the week. Awesome. All right. Well. I was almost picked this for Patriot of the Week, but for Patriot Picks, I kind of wanted to play, pay some tribute to, um, I don't know, I'm messing up my words like crazy today. Well, um, you know, it's fairly typical. Fairly typical. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> pay homage to Toby Keith, man. Yeah. I mean, that was a big loss. It was. Um, yeah, so that, that happened early in the week, and... Uh, of course, you know, I, I uh, started playing his, a lot of his songs in the car the day of, right? Um, right. And, and Henry, he, uh, Henry loves music, by the way. He's, uh, he's kind of a music kid, but uh, he gets in the car, and I'm playing Toby Keith, and he says, Daddy, can you play um, a Zach Bryan song, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what we usually listen to. And I said, nope, sorry, Henry, we lost a legend. <laughs> We lost a legend today. We're going to listen to him. He's like, what do you mean? I said, this is Toby Keith. He went to heaven today. And uh, he, he's like, oh. He goes, did Taylor Swift go to heaven? <laughs> because that's what mommy listens to in her car. <laughs> like, no, no, not yet. I said, this is, uh, this is Toby Keith. He went to heaven today. Uh, so he's home now. Uh, we're going to listen to his music here, right? Yeah. So now all week, every time we get in the car, Henry wants to listen to Toby Keith. That's that's great. That's great. So we uh, on Friday on our way home, um, listening to Toby Keith per Henry's request, and <laughs> he says, "Hey, is is heaven Toby Keith's home?" I'm like, well, it's everybody's home, right? <laughs> it's that's where we're all trying to get back to. Yeah, and uh, he goes, "Well." He says, are you going to go to heaven someday? And I'm like, I sure hope so. And I said, you know, that's a long way away. Uh, that's not going to happen for quite some time. And he goes, well, Teddy's pretty close to heaven. Teddy's our dog. <laughs> <laughs> he said, Teddy's pretty close to heaven. That's why he always oh. poops in the house. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> like, Teddy hasn't pooped in the house in like a year. <laughs> I mean, that like, is what, what are you talking about. That is what starts happening when dogs get close to heaven. He's like predicting the future. I know. So now I'm just kind of waiting for, you know, in the next couple of weeks where every day when we come home, Teddy's pooped in the house and he's like on his deathbed. But um, how old is I, Teddy? 
Teddy will be 10 this year. Um, he, his birthday is in July. He'll be 10. Yeah. So, I mean, he's, he's getting up there, but he's still, you can tell he's slowing down. Um, he used to just run around everywhere and be all crazy. Uh, but now he just kind of lays around and, uh, you know, it takes him forever to, you know, get up and get moving. But, uh, he, I mean, he still, still seems to be just fine. So. Hmm. Yeah. Well, kids are always right. I mean, they just got to pulse on that. They just say the most matter of fact things. <laughs> yeah. No filter at all. But we're going to do some, we're going to do top three Toby Keith songs for Patriot picks. Uh, you want me to flip a quarter? Yeah. One with heads on one side and tails on the other, please. All right. What do you want? I want tails. <laughs> you want tails? I want tails. Well, I can't use this quarter then. All right, I won't use my two-tailed quarter. I actually gave my double head away uh, to my <laughs> uncle, who loves to uh, flip coins. I, I do have a double-tailed quarter still. All right, here it is. It's a nickel. That looks like a nickel. Yep, standard okay. nickel. You want tails? I want tails. Tails. Ah, I finally win one. It's still tails. You always pick head. Still tails. I always say tails. Yeah, I know. All right, you get the top pick for uh, Toby Keith. All right. Um, the best Toby Keith song is I Ain't As Good As I Once Was. <laughs> I bad, love that song. Bad pick. That's what you think. That is that is the best Toby Keith song. That's a good song. He has a lot of a lot of good songs. That's my favorite. My number one Toby Keith song is courtesy of the red, white, and blue. I kind of figured that would be your first pick. <laughs> well, it was, and thank you for it's giving it to me because that is American AF. American AF. What a good yep. song. Yep. Great song. Do I get another one? You get another one. Should have been a cowboy. Should have been uh, a cowboy. <laughs> I mean, I listened to that my whole childhood. Just a timeless song, man. It's, it is. He's got a bunch of them. We could go a lot deeper. We could go a lot deeper here. What do you got? Um, my next two are How Do You Like Me Now? Mm -hmm. And I Love This Bar. Those are good ones. All right. So my third pick, not very popular, but you guys should go listen to it, is a Toby Keith song. Like I said, it's got some nostalgia to me. I remember listening. My mom had the Toby Keith album when I was a kid in 2003. So we listened through all of his songs. And mm -hmm. he had a song called If I Was Jesus. You ever heard that yeah. one? Uh, not ringing a bell. Should listen to it. Yeah. It's a good song. I'm going to lay it out. That's my nostalgia. It's a good song. If I Was Jesus, it's going to be my number three for Toby Keith. But man, what a legend. It's just, it's hard. It's one of those celebrity deaths that it's just kind of hard to believe. He, I mean, he's only 62. Yeah. I just felt like I was going to be listening to him for a long time. Yeah. Uh, so, so patriotic, such a great dude. Yeah. And, uh, hopefully he's up there having some beers with the greats, man. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, going through his list of songs, uh, just to play in the car this week, it was like, man, 
I didn't realize how many hits Toby Keith had. Like I knew he he had a lot of them, but it's like yeah. every song is like, man, I love this song. <laughs> yeah. So what we miss, like the I want to talk about me. That's a good yeah. one. Yeah. I want to talk about my. I want to talk about <laughs> number one on my me. My what I think. What? Yeah. I mean, he's just yeah so good. Uh, you gotta love this bar. And as good as I once was. What's the other good ones? Who's uh, your daddy? Who's your daddy? Red Solo Cup. Red Solo Cup. American Soldier. That's a yeah. Yeah. Different thing. Also made in America. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Whiskey girl. Yeah. She's my little whiskey girl. <laughs> She's my little whiskey girl. Dude, I just I grew up on Toby Keith. I didn't yeah. realize it. Like, yeah. It's good. It's a little too late. It's a little too late. Mm -hmm. A little too gone. All right. I don't that's um that's the main ones, but dude, he had so he just had such a big personality. It was mm -hmm. more, he was like, he was basically like, it was like him and Kid Rock. They were like wearing the goofy cowboy outfits. Mm -hmm. So, so universally liked. Like, you cannot yeah. not like Toby Keith. I don't care who you are. He was yeah. like, he's like Kid Rock. He's like, I don't know. He might be even more likable than Kid Rock. He's like, definitely more likable than Kid Rock. Like, he, <laughs> after 9 11, when he came out with that courtesy of the red, white, red and blue, white. Man, mm -hmm. that was like the anthem of the nation yeah. for, for, the, for, for the, the whole war. For, for the, for the whole yeah, war. For like I mean, everybody. Yeah, it was crazy. So I can't believe you didn't take it as number I, one. I saw a. Um, I saw an article this week that he actually w never planned to release that song. Uh, he just, he wrote it, you know, recorded it and he never wanted to release it, but he was talking to a Marine um, and who had heard the song and the guy's like, dude, you've got to release that song. Yeah. Um, and yeah. My daddy go. served in the <laughs> army where he lost his right eye. Lower <laughs> flag on his front porch to the day that he died. Dude, it's just an epic. He just got great hell song. of a voice hell of a voice, man. Yep. That's it. R.I.P. I hopefully he's having a beer with Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> there you go. All right. Uh current events, man. I don't have any current events. I've been kind of unplugged from <laughs> current events for a while. Current events. Um, I did see something interesting. I, I flipped the cable on for a second. I saw like there was some special counsel um, that had a review on President Biden's mental health drop this week. How'd that go? Yeah. So it's a special counsel report released on Thursday. Uh that claims, you know, they're investigating his handling of highly classified material that was laying next to his Corvette or whatever in his garage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, we talked about that before. He didn't but... leave him on the street. He left it by his Corvette. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the special counsel, um, you know, described Biden as an 81-year-old elderly man with a poor memory, and they used that language to kind of justify his mishandling of classified documents that uh you know they're kind of saying he should not face charges 
uh, for a crime that he committed <laughs> because right. of his lack of mental fitness. It's not that he didn't commit the crime. It's that he shouldn't face charges for the crime Yeah, because he don't remember doing it. It's funny the double, you know, he's trying to, they're trying to have their cake and eat it too, right? They're trying to, yeah. they're trying to say his, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. It is crazy. It, it's kind of breaking my brain here because how can you have a president who doesn't remember what he's doing, you know, even just a few years ago, um, you, you know, you're saying he shouldn't be punished because he doesn't remember his mental health isn't very good. Then why are we letting him run our country? Yeah, all these headlines are they're just crazy. Um What is it? The uh, he- top headline on the Los Angeles Times is Biden impaired is Trump's experts don't know. And they and these are the two people we have running for president. Um I'll tell you, um Biden's definitely impaired. I mean, and Trump is in his own special way, but it's easy to see Trump's doing better than Biden mentally like. Yeah. Biden came in but there is absolutely no way in hell that these are the best two options. <laughs> like, why is it? Why is it one of this? These, either this guy or that guy. Why are those our choices? It's crazy. The special counsel's assessment of Biden Biden's mental fitness triggers the Democratic Party. Oh, and Democratic panic. I mean, this is all over the headlines. If you flip on the news, listen. He's clearly mental. He's he's old. He and he's not not all ages like the same. But he's in his elderly years. He's not as Toby Keith said. He ain't as good as he once was. Now I would argue he was never that good, but he's clearly falling big time. Uh, and they're trying to use it as an excuse for him to get off on a criminal. Uh, mishandling of classified information and then they're also saying he should run for president yeah <laughs> again yeah it's great i would be okay with him <laughs> getting off of these charges if it meant that he wasn't going to run for president <laughs> you know what i mean i i can't believe he's running for president i can't believe Me neither. It. it's crazy I can't believe, like, I'm obviously not a Democrat, but I can't believe that they're not going to get behind somebody else. I don't know. It doesn't make sense. I feel like a lot of people have had enough of this guy, Democrat or not. Like, yeah, it's hard for people to stand behind what he there, and his. There it's has a to joke. be. It's it's a joke. There, there has to be a more viable Democrat, right? There has yeah. to be somebody out there. Well, that w- that would be better. I think it was probably, you know, RFK, but then they kind of, he, he's trying to, he was trying, he started out as a Democrat uh, mm-hmm. nominee, and then he went independent, which I don't know why he did that, because he, now he's obviously Well, because he's, uh, he's anti-vax, so he's against the party's, uh, he, do- he doesn't see eye to eye with the party, therefore <laughs> they're never going to support his presidency, Yeah, so he has to run as an independent because he... Uh, because he's not uh, going to get the nomination because they're not, the, even, they're not even going to let him give him a chance to run against Biden in a primary because yeah. they can't, they can't control him. Right. Because the deep state is ran by big pharma. The democratic Somebody. party is clearly heavily. Their pockets are aligned with these vaccine people, Pfizer, all of them. 
I mean, I'd argue that they're funding all these campaigns. Sure. Attract. I, I'm I'm just out here spewing what I know is true. I don't go look it up. Like, look up how much of these big pharma people are pumping money into Democratic candidates. Mm-hmm. I, I guarantee they're not going to Republican <laughs> candidates. So no. follow the money. Uh, that's why RFK didn't get a stay because he right. is a, he is a Democrat. I mean, I've listened to him. I like him. He's a likable mm-hmm. enough guy. Um, a lot of people were pushing for him to be the Democratic candidate, and his vaccine stance ousted him. Mm-hmm. It's crazy that's such a divisive issue. Like, yeah. what? Why would you want somebody as president with a strong opinion on vaccines anyway? Like, just let people do what the hell they want, right? Who cares if you like? I mean, if you like him or if you don't, you're still an American citizen. Sure, it shouldn't matter. Shouldn't be a a topic that gets you removed from a party, but apparently it is. I guess. I mean, I guess. I, I guess it ain't. I guess it is. <laughs> so, I, I mean, there probably could be like a pro vaccine. I don't know. I'm sure a lot of Republican. I'm sure Donald Trump used many vaccines and has taken many vaccines. It was just the Definitely. COVID. It's just the COVID vaccine was the only. Well, I, th- I think it's the mandating, right? It's yeah, the mandating uh, vaccine. You know, he he probably made the decision because that's what was best for him. Um, but that doesn't mean that that's what's best for everybody. And I, I shouldn't be able to tell you whether you need to get the vaccine or not. Yeah, right? I mean, did, did and, Trump- and like send you to you know, like isolate you from the population if you can't right i'm pretty sure i mean did trump take the covid vaccine i'm pretty sure he did i'm sure he did yeah he's, he he's, he probably got the uh really good one that it's <laughs> <laughs> not what was available to the general public i mean if i i didn't take it because i'm in the prime of my life like yeah i wasn't not worried about it um yeah i mean if i was older i probably would have but i'm not so I'm not just putting everybody at risk. No, it's a, it's just a trash vaccine. It's not even a vaccine. They had to change the definition of vaccine for it to fit the definition when they rolled it out. Like it's a it's a more or less a, like a, a shot. It's a flu shot. It's like a booster. Sure. It works. It gives you temporary immunity to a strain that they have out now. That's not like some of the uh, vaccine shots. Yeah, it's it's a shot. It's a booster. Take it if you want it. Don't care. Um, but. Yeah, man, that Biden stuff's crazy. That is crazy. Special counsel rolling. He shouldn't be charged for <laughs> crimes because of his mental. Yeah. We're in for something here, man. Yep. We'll it's see. 2024. At least it's finally 20. It's like, fi- I'm ready to move on. Uh, yeah, I, I hope the rest of the world is too, or the rest of the country anyway. Apparently, we're not because it's going to be Biden Trump, man. Here we go again. <laughs> Run it back. Why not? I just want Trump to win so we can, you know, get the Trump second term over with and then, then we just you can only run two terms and then just be over and like I don't know. Democrats just need to let let us have it for one one last go. Yeah, because twenty twenty eight Trump would come back for that. Yeah, I, like do you, But I don't think Biden would. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Do you think Trump would run in twenty twenty eight? He'd be so yeah. old. I think he would. I think he would try. He would at least tell us that he's going to. Um, just, just to, I don't know. Yeah, make, I mean, make some money on it. I guess. I mean, Trump is seventy seven. Biden's eighty one. So, 
It's just the same thing as Biden running now. Yeah. If Trump was running 2028. Yep. I really don't want to. I, I would rather Trump be president now than in 2028. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or just that it probably will run again. I, I just like, ah, it's like, I'd rather it just flip flop Republican, Democrat, Republican, Democrat. Then like things stay kind of evened out. But like when one party gets eight years, it's like you start to see a lot of drastic changes. And I hate to say it, but like maybe we need each other. Maybe we don't, but they should just let Trump have it, dude. <laughs> just, just for the sake of the country. And wheels, and then they can spend four years trying to figure out who's next. Because I, sh- man, well, I Trump, Trump needs to get in there and put an age limit on the president, so that like <laughs> we can't elect anybody older than sixty-five. <laughs> I, I think eighty should be the limit. Mm, we got to get younger. That's true, but man, 80s like, can we draw the line at 80? Like, you cannot be elected past 80. I think I think so, we should draw the line at 70. I don't know about that. 80s a good one. The line de- it definitely needs to not be north of 80. I can agree with <laughs> I you. I know. That. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, because if you draw a line at 70, our last two presidents. Should never serve, which that, that's probably saying that's, it out loud. Thanks for making my point for me. <laughs> uh, I don't care what you say. The Trump years were seemed all right to me, besides the, the mean tweets. <laughs> he was he was off the chain on Twitter. <laughs> he was he was kind of like a teenager that just discovered social media. Like I need to <laughs> I need to tweet every thought that enters my mind. <laughs> all the time that was yeah. it was amazing but yeah that will never happen again no <laughs> no <laughs> all right man what the crap i think that was the what the crap section, yeah <laughs> uh my what the crap this week comes from nashville tennessee um the university of vanderbilt uh campus their main library uh the cops were called to the library um, with a report that a man uh, was sitting at a computer in the library watching pornography. So while they're en route, they get another call that says now he's touching himself while still watching pornography. Just didn't give a did, did not nope. give a crap. He did not. So when they arrive, <laughs> cops show up to the library. He's got his pants around his ankles, stroking his, hand, his hands inside his boxers, stroking it, doing exactly what he had been accused of. Uh, so the perp, or maybe in this case, the perv, uh, <laughs> <laughs> they finally catch him and put him in handcuffs. However, he still has lube on his hands and he's able to slip out of the handcuffs and take off running. <laughs> Damn! Are you sure it was lube? <laughs> uh, I'm going. I'm going to say it was lube. It might have been nature's lubricant. Boy, right? I'm hoping it's lube. <laughs> anyway, his hands were slippery, and he slipped out of the handcuffs and took off running. Okay, so did they get him? They finally caught him, and uh, he he's been arrested. He's behind bars now. <laughs> that's good. That's yeah. that's where he belongs. <laughs> At a public library. What 
crazy, man. What the crap? What the crap? Where do you find this stuff? <laughs> the internet. I try to find some good stuff. <laughs> uh, my what the crap this week um, comes from a North uh, Carolina aquarium um, in Hendersonville, North Carolina. The stingray's name is Charlotte. Where do you think they got that? I don't know, but um, it's the, called the Aquarium and Shark Lab by Team ECCO noticed swelling in the uh, Charlotte, the stingray. Uh, eventually, they deduced that this stingray is pregnant. Oh, nice. The weird thing is, though, the stingray's in this big aquarium, but there's no other stingrays in the aquarium. Hmm. So now they have deduced that the stingray got pregnant by a shark. And now we're kind of uh, in a wait and see kind of thing. <laughs> There's about to be a stingray slash shark to be born. Hybrid. A hybrid species uh, going to be born um, within the coming months. So. So do you think it's going to be like a stingray with shark teeth or is it going to be like a shark, but instead of having a tail, it's going to have a stinger. I don't know. The weird thing is like stingrays, like they do kind of have like sharky eye, like mm -hmm. uh, sharky eyes and like a white underbelly. It's just going mm -hmm. to be so weird. I don't know. I mean, there's no way this thing lives, right? So I don't know. Uh, so the staff thinks the female stingray was impregnated by one of the two one-year-old um, white spot bamboo male sharks in the tank. Hmm. Interesting. I don't know. <laughs> we're about to find out. I like what you said. It's it, We're in wait-and-see mode. Yeah. I'll, I will have to give an update when they're born. But yeah. uh, what the crap? What don't the crap? put bamboo sharks with stingrays. <laughs> Apparently not. Don't do it. Or maybe do do it. We're about to see. I, I've just never seen. So that's like two really vast. It's not vastly different, but man, they're pretty damn different. <laughs> pretty different. The gestation period of a stingray is three to four months. But what I about for know, a shark? <laughs> I don't know what the de the gestation period for a shark slash stingray is. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. All right, sports. <laughs> we got the Super Bowl. We Super already Bowl. talked about that. Yep. I think we talked about that enough. Yep. Uh, uh, we, we also had uh, the NFL awards this week. Uh, so your boy, Joe Flacco, he won comeback player of the year. He's not my boy. He's not he your boy? He was my boy till he blew it in the playoffs. <laughs> in the playoffs. Um, Dude, I told you who my boy was. You know who. I was so excited when the Browns finally got him to be their quarterback, and then they pissed him away. Baker Mayfield was my boy. It's the only NFL I thought jersey. you were a Baker Mayfield hater. No. I, Baker Mayfield, a Baker Mayfield Browns jersey is the only ma man's jersey I've ever bought my entire life. Yeah. Oh, I, I bought a, a Joe Burrow LSU jersey. Yeah. I, I don't like... I'm not really a big Jersey guy, but I was really proud of both those guys. Yeah. And then Baker 
finally became the Browns quarterback. I was like, yes. I think the Browns have done it. They made a good decision. And then uh, he got them back to the playoffs, and then they sent him down the road. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's crazy. what the hell? What the <laughs> hell? Yep, they uh, had it right, and then they, nope, no thanks. Yeah, but I'm not buying a Flacco jersey. No. <laughs> I don't even know what they're going to do with him, but he it was a good story this year. Yeah, comeback player of the year. Yep. He also had Miles Garrett, the defensive end. He won defensive player of the year. Yeah, they're giving uh, he's them. He's outstanding. <laughs> giving the Browns all the accolades. Yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, uh, CJ Stroud, he won offensive rookie of the year. That well deserved. Um, well deserved. So, uh, since 2016, he is the sixth Buckeye to win uh, offensive player of the year. He had Bosa in 16, Lattimore in 17, uh, other Bosa in 19, Chase Young in 20. Other Bosa. <laughs> uh Garrett Wilson in 22 and now Stroud in 23. And what's crazy is the best prospect better than all of those guys I just named is Marvin Harrison Jr. and he's coming out next year. Oh yeah. So um, he can he can make it 7. That's well, crazy. All the other big sports news is been Buckeye related. I mean, man, they're really cleaning house. <laughs> so Bill O'Brien uh <laughs> was hired as offensive coordinator for Ohio State, uh, which is a, a huge hire. I mean, a very decorated offensive coordinator, great offensive mind, uh, kind of exactly what they needed, it seemed. Um, however, he took the Boston College job when Jeff Halfley, who was actually uh, was previously the defensive coordinator at Ohio State, he took the Boston College job. He is now – he left Boston College to go join the Packers. Um, so – Bill O'Brien now fills the Boston College job. Uh, so Ohio State hires Chip Kelly, who is a uh, sitting Big Ten football coach uh, at, uh, at UCLA uh, to come be the offensive coordinator. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> so Chip Kelly was the, uh, you know, he and Ryan Day go way back when uh, Ryan Day was the quarterback um, at University of New Hampshire. Uh, Chip Kelly was the offensive coordinator. And then uh, after I, I didn't know that. Yeah. After his playing days, uh, he joined Chip Kelly's staff when Chip Kelly became the head coach. Um, and then he just kind of followed him around to a couple of different places. He was with them um, with the Philadelphia Eagles when Chip Kelly was there. Um, so they've kind of, they have a long history. Um, they've worked together many times. So yeah, it's uh, weird. It's weird yeah. that he kind of, Swallowed his pride and flip flop and went underneath day. That's crazy. Yeah. Like, Student uh, becomes the master, right? Right, right. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh. Kind of interesting. I mean, I, I, it just seems like every time something goes a little bit wrong for the Buckeyes, everything else just goes way more right. <laughs> you know what I mean? They just yeah. keep fall, falling up every time. Yeah. They just got a bunch of like, who did they pull? There were so many people. Like they like drained Alabama's roster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, they took their uh, their freshman All American safety Caleb Downs. Um, they took their starting center. Um, they took their incoming freshman quarterback. So the guy who uh, he, was he, committed. he was going he was he was committed, but he had already signed and enrolled at Alabama early. Yeah. Uh. So and he'd been on he'd been on campus for like two weeks, 
and then Nick Saban retires and he jumps I mean, ship. And their whole <laughs> to Ohio State. It's crazy. Alabama's whole like roster is getting decimated since Saban is, left, yeah. as as well as Washington's. So Washington's is Washington's is getting it worse. Yeah. So their yeah. coach went to Alabama, right? Right. All right. They're both both those teams are destroyed. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. crazy. It's college football. Wow. So different now. Yeah. It's kind of it's kind of sad. It's like not it, we're seeing it. I mean, this year was the big NIL year. Wow. This was this was everything come to a head. And now, you know, the Big Ten and the SEC is, have kind of formed a uh, committee uh, to basically discuss the future of college football. Like, hey, we need to get rules in place and uh, figure out how this is going to look going forward. Because right now, it's not it's not sustainable. Um, it doesn't look good. It's and apparently it seems like. Well, it's good if you're an Ohio State fan because what yeah, it ends awesome. up is the, all, everybody's <laughs> ultimate destination is now just Ohio State. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> basically. Uh, I mean, now that now that Nick Saban's gone, because it used to be everyone's ultimate destination was Alabama. Ohio State's or, kind of it was like second, second. Yeah, Ohio and, State is and now Mich- and Michigan's gone. Now. Harbaugh's gone, dude. He Harbaugh cleaned house himself. <laughs> he took everybody with yeah, him. He took Michigan's whole, <laughs> yeah, roster. He took well. And he took coaches. their their entire. Yeah, I mean, not staff, roster. Yeah. Their strength and conditioning coach. I mean, they basically only have the guy who got promoted to head coach. He's like the only one left on the staff. <laughs> so, it's just nuts, man. Yeah, it is. Um. Yeah, nice. it's it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out going forward. Like if Ohio State doesn't win the Natty this year, it's like, oh, if they don't know. win it, if they if they lose to Michigan this year, Ryan Day is so fired. <laughs> yeah, he's fired. there's no way he survives that. But I mean, uh, I don't know how much of their team remains of Michigan's team. Yeah, not much. I mean, yeah. about about half their team uh, was out of eligibility anyway. <laughs> yeah. So. All right. I do have one more sports topic. Um, this one's international soccer. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, Lionel Messi. I think he may have just started World War Three. Um, okay. Good. So he pl- he plays for Inter Miami, um, the Miami MLS team, right? Um, and they've been playing. <laughs> I guess. Do you know who you know who Lionel Messi is, right? I know the name. Yes. Okay. He's like uh, LeBron James of basketball, right? Yeah. I so, guess. Um, I anyway, guess Ronaldo he's like, and Messi. Ronaldo. Exactly. Messi. Exactly. They're like the two most famous athletes in the world, right? Um. So, Messi's playing in Miami, and his Miami team is kind of making the rounds around the world so the fans can see him play. Um, and they had a game in Japan this week, uh, and he came off the bench. He played 30 minutes, you know, um, nice little showing for the fans. Um, but then they were scheduled to play in, in Hong Kong a couple nights later, and he did not play. And now the Chinese officials are furious, and they've canceled all of their uh, upcoming wow. matches with any team that he plays on, including Miami, including um, the Argentinian national team. Um, 
they're like going way out out of their way to like try to screw anybody that's associated with Messi. Um, yeah. They said they they have uh, their newspaper said that the impact of this incident has far exceeded the realm of sports. Oh shit! <laughs> so, now and I, that newspaper is um, you know it's run by the government, the Chinese government. So it's like uh, yeah, it's like a government government announcement basically saying <laughs> uh yeah they're declaring war on messy <laughs> that's fine no one cares i mean <laughs> no one cares except china yeah yeah uh, china definitely cares yeah well everybody hates china so yeah they, they like remind know. they remind me of like north it's like these communist um government propaganda type announcements they all just like sound the same it's like the, they just they sound just like north korea that's because they're like best friends with north korea that's because they're commies yeah commie <laughs> bastards <laughs> <laughs> yeah we don't i don't like that but they like always get so emotional yeah <laughs> <laughs> they need to listen to the podcast so that they can learn how to deal with this conflict oh yeah speaking of listeners of the podcast i was like looking at the stats the other day we've hit about every every state in the united states except like four what so, are the four uh I, i'll pull it up right now um what shocked me is somehow you know we're based out of ohio uh-huh um, the top top listeners this month have been from Texas. Awesome. We are topped out in Texas. So I like Texas. We started out as an Ohio podcast and now somehow, some way, we're number one. Our number most of our listeners are in Texas. So howdy, y'all. Howdy. <laughs> howdy, y'all. <laughs> That's great. Um, let me see this. What the crap? I'm trying to pull up my stats. It's kind of hard to thumb through sometimes. Let's go all time. Yeah, we're in. Um, we have not been listened to in Idaho. Okay. South Dakota, North Dakota, Wyoming. So we, need to get out, we need to get it out west a little bit. I don't know how. I don't know how to reach these people. Like, those are the most, um, I don't know, least populated states, probably. And so we didn't even. Uh, we just have to give an update on the Iowa murders, or the sorry, the Idaho murders. Um, yeah, and then that'll that'll get people in Idaho listening to us. Yeah, I don't we, know how to reach the Dakotas. Uh, start talking about D two football. Is that like okay? Thing is like uh, yeah. ND, NDSU, yeah, and SDSU. I can is get that, behind that. Okay. And Wyoming. Wyoming. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. We're just going to have to get on a on the wait, bus. Let's talk about rodeo. Oh, wait, wait, wait. The other... There's one more state we have not reached. Vermont. Ah. Super Democratic. Yeah, there... Huh. Is, that, is that the problem? Uh, I Maybe. do love... I do. I've actually visited Vermont a few times. Killington, the uh, okay. best, best slope on the east. So if I just say it a bunch, it'll the uh, logs. <laughs> uh, I'm not even going to say algorithms. The logarithm. 
Maybe the logarithm can push us to Vermont. I just say Killington, Killington, Killington. Ski, ski, ski. All right. Um, <laughs> countries, man. We are how do I, the world. Let me see. We've been in a lot of countries. We got Canada, France, Singapore, Indonesia, Malta, Spain, Bulgaria, Greece, Ireland, United Kingdom, India, Philippines, Russia, Belgium, the Democratic Republic of the Congo, the, I can't say this, Czech, how do you say Czech Republic? Czech Republic? Czech, yeah. <laughs> kind of hard to spell. Germany, Dominican Republic, Finland, Serbia. So we're not in China. I was not shocked, but uh, we're I, we're probably banned in China. And then there's also a bunch of downloads says unknown. So they got that VP on VPN on heavy. But nice. It's crazy how many people have listened to us. Yeah. Some dudes that one guy that can't talk and one and another guy. <laughs> Well, yeah. We appreciate you guys, but if you're guys anywhere you're listening, we appreciate you. And th th this might be the time that you might want to. We haven't had like a review in like a year or a rating. Like, help push us through the uh, a logarithms. Yeah, leave right. us a leave us a review and tell us what Craig does that annoys you. Oh. <laughs> Let's just roast Craig in the reviews. No, don't. But do it has that. to be a five star review. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. You ready to put this back on the rails? Oh yeah. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. James 1, 19 through 20. What's that mean? It means that you should um, um, take patience for the other person um, to finish talking and don't get mad and like yell at them. <laughs> Um, because that will just make things worse. Mm -hmm. Um, instead, you can just, um, wait and listen until it's your turn to speak. Yep, and that, that'll help us, uh, learn more about why they're upset and, and, uh, we can reach a common understanding, right? Good job, buddy. Can't argue, uh... Everything just sounds about right when you're reading from that book, don't it, man? Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, we appreciate you guys listening in. Hope you guys have another great week. That's the show.